Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Coming up on 5-Minute News. Father and son charged with murder of jogger Armored Arbery. As states reopen, U.S. recovery lags way behind Europe. And investigators recommend coronavirus whistleblower is reinstated. It's Saturday, May 9. I'm Anthony Davis. More than two months after a young black man was fatally shot while running through a Georgia neighbourhood, the white father and son arrested in the case had their first court appearance on charges of felony murder and aggravated assault yesterday. The investigation by local authorities had seemed stalled until this week when a video of the February 23rd shooting of Armored Arbery was shared widely on social media, prompting outrage across the nation. Georgia Bureau of Investigation Director Vic Reynolds, addressing the question of racial intent, noted that Georgia has no hate crime law. That has prompted many civil rights activists to call for a federal investigation. Arrest warrants for Gregory and Travis McMichael filed in court Friday confirmed, as the initial police report stated, that Travis McMichael pointed and discharged a shotgun at Armored Arbery but there were no new details. In a letter to Glynn County Police in early April, a prosecutor previously assigned to the case outlined reasons he believed there was insufficient probable cause to issue arrest warrants. Waycross DA George E. Barnhill argued that the McMichael's actions were legal under Georgia laws on citizens' arrests, the open carry of guns and self-defence. The McMichaels told police they pursued Arbery with another person recording them on video after spotting him running in their neighbourhood. The father and son said they thought he matched the appearance of a burglary suspect who they said had been recorded on a surveillance camera some time before. Arbery's mother, Wanda Cooper-Jones, has said her son, a former high school football player, was just jogging in the Satilla Shores neighbourhood before he was killed. Arbery would have turned 26 on Friday, and a crowd of several hundred people, most wearing masks, sang happy birthday in his honour outside the Glynn County Courthouse. Many expressed frustration at the long wait before arrests were made, and fears that the justice system will fail them. The US may be moving to loosen social distancing restrictions around the same time as several European countries, but it remains in a far different and worse stage of the coronavirus pandemic. While infections and deaths from COVID-19 quickly raced to terrifying peaks in Italy and Spain, both countries have managed to arrest the increase and are now forcing the key trends downwards. 
Certain shops have reopened in Italy, which has suffered more than 29,000 COVID-19 deaths, while Spain, where nearly 24,000 people have died from the virus, will return to a new normality by the end of June, according to the Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez. In the US, more than half of the states are also pushing ahead with plans to restart economic activity, urged on by Donald Trump, who has said that we have to get our country open and we have to get it open soon. But the COVID-19 trends in the US are starkly different from the European countries hardest hit in the early stages of the pandemic. Not only has the US suffered the most deaths worldwide, at more than 75,000 people so far, it has also failed to bend the curve of infections downwards. The US peaked at around 30,000 new confirmed COVID-19 cases a day in April, but rather than this rate sharply dropping, it has simply plateaued. Outside New York, a global hotspot for the pandemic that has managed to bend its curve downwards after weeks of societal restrictions, the rate of new cases is actually climbing in America. Public health experts have warned that the US is at risk of prematurely removing social distancing restrictions and encouraging a second, stronger wave of infections. One disaster management specialist has said the reopening of several states, devoid of the mass public testing required to safely do so, will hand a death sentence to many more Americans. Federal investigators have found reasonable grounds that a government whistleblower was punished for speaking out against widespread use of an unproven drug that Donald Trump touted as a remedy for COVID-19, his lawyers said yesterday. Dr Rick Bright headed the Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority, a unit of the Department of Health and Human Services that focuses on countermeasures to infectious diseases and bioterrorism. He had received a performance review of Outstanding before he was summarily transferred last month, with his agency email cut off, without warning. Investigators with the Office of Special Counsel made a threshold determination that HHS violated the Whistleblower Protection Act by removing Dr Bright from his position because he made protected disclosures in the best interest of the American public. Donald Trump shrugged off the preliminary ruling about Bright's complaint. I don't know who he is, but to me, he's a disgruntled employee, Trump told reporters. Bright is a flu and infectious disease expert with 10 years at the agency, which is known as BARDA. His particular focus was on vaccine development. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News with your preferred podcast app, ask your smart speaker, or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Please leave a review on iTunes Podcasts or Amazon. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news daily. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it. 
because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts.